Welcome everybody to What Lyric with a Capital Y. Thank you for stopping by. I'm John Hudson. What Lyric with a Capital Y is a podcast that goes over fun lyrics, funny lyrics, interesting lyrics to elevate songs. It's not always about the beat. It's about what's written. Enjoy this upcoming episode. Hello everybody and welcome to What Lyric with a Capital Y. I am Jonathan Hudson and I'm glad to bring you today's episode. Today we have Season 7, Episode 2 of What Lyric with a Capital Y. It's going to be a good one. First off, if you haven't checked out Season 7, Episode 1 of the podcast, what are you doing? It's great. It was me and YP Young Phil, a good friend from Guilford College who does a ton of great music now. So make sure you go check out that episode or at least go follow YP on Spotify, Apple Music, all that at YP Young Phil. So yeah, go check out that episode. That was a great one. We're going to get into a good one today. We have a fun theme. And I hope you guys enjoyed the intro to this podcast. I switched up the intro, tried to make it a little shorter, still catchy, but shorter. And I we took a week off last week. Thank you guys for letting me have the week off. I was at the beach with my family. It was a lot of fun, but we're back now. And the theme for today's episode, season seven, episode two of What Lyric with a capital Y is, drum roll please, a trip through the 1990s. So we're just going to go over some big hits from the 1990s. And yeah, all the great lyrics, good hits, and good band. So we'll start it off with No Scrubs by TLC. A little bit of controversy here. It's by TLC, but the under the lyrics I'm looking at, it says song by Unlike Pluto. So I don't know. I'm going to go with TLC, though, because I looked it up on Apple Music, and it was by TLC. Our first lyric of the episode four. No Scrubs by TLC. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's fly and is also known as a buster, always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke. So, no, I don't want your number. No, I don't want to give you mine. And no, I don't want to meet you nowhere. No, I don't want none of your time. start this is obviously a woman talking about a guy and this guy is like kind of a player but he doesn't have any substance to it it's just all i'll talk all fake and apparently he's broke too so just the first answer there that she's defining what a scrub is to her and then she's saying no i don't want your number don't want to give you my number don't want to meet you anywhere don't want any of you don't want none of your time so she just wants nothing to do with this guy, this scrub. I'm trying to think of what the equivalent of a scrub would be in these times. Um, the word. I don't know. Maybe lazy. Not lazy. That's not a scrub. I don't know. Maybe a jerk. I'll go, I'll go with jerk, but I don't know. I was just wondering that when I read these lyrics the first time through. Second part of this song. And no, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. 
no, 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 trying to holler at me. No, 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 no. So here, she doesn't want the scrub. She doesn't want, she's not going to give this guy any love. And the, the guy's hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, hollering at her. So that's just bad on all accounts. I don't care if you're in a car, if you're not in a car, hollering at people in a derogatory way or in a way that doesn't encompass their whole being. Like, you can't just holler at someone for their looks, basically, is what I'm getting at. Don't, don't do that. It's terrible. But this guy's a scrub and he's doing it. But don't, don't be like this guy. And then it just reinforces the, the badness of this guy. No, no, no. Trying to holler at me. No, no, no. And this is my favorite verse here. But a scrub is checking me. But his game is kind of weak. And I know that he cannot approach me. Because I'm looking like glass and he's looking like trash. Can't get with a deadbeat. So, dang. Lyrics and roasts. If you had an air horn on this verse, you just, you just hold it down. Like, ding, 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 ding. You just hold it down. Like, because she is just roasting this guy. His game's kind of weak. That's tough. But if he's a scrub and it's all substance, it's true. He can't approach me. Ouch. I get that whole, like, I'm too good for this person aspect. But at the same token, I feel like anyone can approach anyone. There's not like, oh, that person's too good for me. It's more like, hey, if you're going to approach someone, do it respectfully, politely, and all that. But, hey, shoot your shot. Like, Everyone can shoot their shot. Just some people might not have their shot and go in is what I take away from that. And then it goes into my favorite line here because I'm looking like glass and he's looking like trash. Ooh, the juxtaposition there, the the the, the chastisement, that's just a very fire line there. And she's glass, glass is great, and he's trash. And he's nothing in her opinion. And then it goes into, no, I don't want your number. No, I don't want to give you mine. No, I don't want to meet you nowhere. No, I don't want your time. So that is the last lyric for No Scrubs by TLC, possibly by, unlike Pluto, but again, TLC. That was released in 1999, so we're going reverse order. We're going starting at the top of the 90s and going down. Late 90s to early 90s, and our next song we're going to go into is... How Do I Live by Leanne Rimes. It was released in 1997. I'm biased, but 97 was a great year because, I mean, I was born, so I like it. It was a good year. So on to How Do I Live by Leanne Rimes. It starts with, how do I get through a night without you? If I had to live without you, what kind of life would that be? Oh, I, I need you in my arms, need you to hold. You're my world, my heart, my soul. And if you ever leave, baby... You would take away everything good in my life and tell me now.
Wow. So this this woman girl is head over heels for this guy. It's, this guy is her everything. And you see that with a night without you. She couldn't get through it. Live without you. She just all she's looking at all these bad aspects of like what would happen if this person wasn't here. Cause he's her heart, soul, and world. So just her everything. This guy's her everything. Then it goes into how do I live without you? I want to know. How do I breathe without you if you ever go? How do I ever ever survive? How do I, how do I oh, how do I live? So she's saying it's not gonna work. If you go She's not going to be able to breathe if she if he goes. It's just going to be too much. The pain will be insurmountable for her to continue to survive. Yes, it's probably a hyperbole. Sorry, Mr. Finley. Hyperbole. That was an inside joke for our THS people. I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but if they do, they will appreciate that joke. So it's it's kind of over, t- over the top to be like, I'm going to die without this person. How will I survive? But in this song... That's what she's talking about. Next, it goes into, without you, there'd be no sun in my sky. There'd be no love in my life. There'd be no world world left for me. I like the juxtaposition here. You have no sun in my sky. So no, no light, no good. No love in my life. Obviously no good. And then no world left for me. So it just keeps going. Like she's saying how important this guy is to her. And that's basically the whole song. But Anne Rhymes, though, great voice. 100% great voice. She's like a tier lower than Halsey and, and all of them, but still a phenomenal voice. And the song closes with, how do I live without you? How do I live without you, baby? How do I live? 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 So that was How Do I Live by Leanne Rhymes. Released in 1997, it's, it's honestly just about her loving this person so much that she's saying, how am I going to go on without you if you ever leave me? And that's the gist of it. But we will go on. We will switch from that song to a little bit of rap. We have Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. And two things for Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. One, it was released in 1995. It's kind of long, but I like the... It had the most, like, diverse lyrics. A lot of different lines saying different types of things. So I went into Genius, and we're going to do two songs via Genius today. So you kind of get two capitalized. And we will start with Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. And if you know Weird Al Yankovic, he does a spinoff of the song by, called Amish Paradise. It's hilarious. Go check that out. But Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio starts with, As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there n- there's nothing left because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks thinks that my mind is gone. But... I ain't even crossed a man that I that didn't deserve it. Maybe tr- treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. And then it keeps going. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying and chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of G the little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. situation they got me facing i can't live a normal life i was raised by the state so i gotta be there with the hood team too much television watching got me chasing dreams i'm an educated fool with money on my mind got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye i'm a loped out gangster set tripping banker and my homies is down so don't arouse my anger fool death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away i'm living life do or die what can i say i'm 23 now but will i live to see 24 the way things is going i don't know 
the money, money and the power Minute after minute, hour after hour Everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking What's going on in the kitchen, but I don't know what's cooking They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool But here to start with, the as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's a reference to the 23rd Psalm in the Bible. And then the rest of that little chunk, and it ends with my mama thinks that my mind is gone. That The rest of that chunk is like, he's realizing he's kind of thrown his life away and wasted it. And even his mom is not convinced he's going to be successful. And that just has to hurt. Your parents are always there for you. And if your parents are like, dude, it's not happening, then that has to hurt a lot. So tough stuff for coolio and then we have me be treated like a punk you know that's unheard of you better watch how you're talking and where you're walking or you you and your homies might be lined in chalk i really hate to trip but i got as they croak i see myself in the pistol smoke fool i'm kind of i'm the kind uh g the little homies want to be like on my knees in the night saying my prayers in the street light so that line has a lot to unpack basically he's trying to justify his actions so he never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. And then he's going into basically he's hanging out with the wrong people, the wrong group, bad people. And the line that really sticks out to me on this one is, you better watch how you talk in and where you walk in or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. And this is like, this is an outdated lyric. Obviously, we're in the 1990s and we're now not. But it still might be used. It's probably not as prevalent as it used to be. But police, the reference here is that police would outline a dead body with chalk or string back in that time and so that's what he's talking about you that if they're if they're overstepping their boundaries they might not they might be the ones who are outlined in chalk pretty morbid lyric there but now we will go into the chorus been spending most of their lives in a gangster's paradise been spending most of their lives living in a gangster's paradise keep spending most of our lives living in the gangster's paradise Keep spending most of our lives living in the gangster's paradise. Doom, 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 doom. All right, that chorus is good. So basically, they're spending their life as gangsters, and there's an irony here that we'll go over when we go over the chorus again, but we'll go over that shortly. We go into ver verse two now. Coolio, look at the situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the street. So I gotta be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money in my mind. Got my ten in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a gangster set banger. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life do or die. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things is going, I don't know. A lot there from Coolio when he says, I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the street. He's referencing the fact that he was raised on welfare and that government stuff. The television stuff, he's chasing dreams. That's him saying the TV is portraying the American dream and he went foolishly to chase it and he didn't catch it. He's kind of Throwing the American Dream under the bus, which when we release this podcast, it will be July 4th. So happy 4th of July to everybody. Yeah, happy 4th of July. That's the tangent. But back on the lyrics, I like the line, I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Either he's throwing the education system under the bus, educated fool, he was taught things the wrong way, or he was educated, but he's still doing the things that aren't going to help him succeed in life. There's a line about my ten in my hand. Don't do that. No, as a podcast, we don't promote violence, drugs, or alcohol in any manner. So don't do that. And then the last line here: I'm 23, but now I look 
but will I live to see 24 the way things is going? I don't know. Just referencing how dangerous and violent the life of a gangster is, and he could he could die in the next year. That was ver- verse 2. We'll go into verse 3 and then the end of the song. Verse 3. Verse 3 kind of just talks about money and power. It goes power and the money, money and the power. Minute after minute, hour after hour. Everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking. It's going on in the kitchen, but I don't know what's cooking. They say I gotta learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't. I guess they won't. I guess they're they fronting. That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool. So basically, he's talking about the gangster's paradise and how that works. Now there's a lot of power and money involved. Everybody's running, but half of them ain't aren't looking and looking around and surveying what's happening. And cooking in the kitchen. That's a reference to drugs. They say he's got to learn, but no one's teaching him, and he's just out of luck. So that was the third verse by Coolio, and the last. The last two lines in this song we have been spending most of their lives living in the gangster's paradise. Been spending most of their lives living in the gangster's paradise. Keep spending most our lives living in the gangsta's paradise. Keep spending most our lives living in the gangsta's paradise. And then there's a refrain at the end. Tell me why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me? Tell me why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me? And basically the, the last two lines there are saying that no gangsters actually live in, in a paradise. And the paradise itself just doesn't exist. And the use of the word is ironic within the song and the context. So that was Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Again, released in 1997. Just kidding. Released in 1995. Sorry, I was one off. So Gangster's Paradise released in 1995. And now we'll go into the fourth song, the one before the questions of the podcast. We have End of the Road by Boys. There's like two little lines and then men. So it could be boys, men, or boys and men, or something like that. But it's End of the Road by Boys, Men. And that was written, released in 1992. First lyric for End of the Road by Boys, Men. Boys with a Z is... Girl, you know we belong together. I don't have no time for you to be playing with my heart like this. You'll be mine forever, baby. You just wait. We belong together and you know that I am right. Why do you play with my heart? Why do you play with my heart? Why do you play with my mind? We belong together. And you know that I'm right.
those times at night when you just hurt me And just ran out with that other fella Baby, I knew about it I just didn't care You just don't understand how much I love you, do you? I'm here for you I'm not out to go out there and cheat all night Just like you did, baby, but that's alright I love you anyway And I'm still gonna be here for you to my dying day, baby Right now, I'm just in so much pain, baby Cause you just won't come back to me Will you? Just come back to me Yes, baby, my heart is lonely My heart hurts, baby Yes, I feel pain too doesn't have any time for games he wants to get straight to the point he really loves this girl and he's really confident that she's the one but she's playing mind games with him so tough scenario for him it goes into said we'd be forever said it never die how could you love me and leave me and never say goodbye when i can't sleep at night without holding you tight girl each time i try i just break down and cry pain in my head oh i'd rather be dead spinning around and around so then it shifts into even tougher scenario for the guy here and it's like it would be forever our love will never fizzle out and he's saying how could you love me and leave me and never say goodbye so she left him that's tough and he's saying he can't sleep at night without holding her and he just breaks down crying he'd rather he'd rather be gone and that's that's just a really really tough feeling to have and yeah, very, very, very tough. Also, a quick shout out. He just texted me, actually. Um, shout out to Matt, my disc golf buddy, Matt. I think it's Dale. Sorry, Matt, your last name. I got Next time we play, I got to ask you how to pronounce your last name because of the amount of shout outs I give you on this podcast. But anyway, Matt was uh, sponsored yesterday by Fit Inspired Living for the AM team for disc golf. And honestly, he could be on the pro team. He has that potential with a few more years of playing and learning his bag and learning just getting better as he plays. He has that potential, but shout out to Matt for that sponsorship. That's really awesome. Couldn't happen to a better person or better disc golfer. So congrats, Matt. And everyone, make sure you go follow Matt on Instagram. It's I, I put him on my story like every other week, so you'll see it there. I think it's Chef Matty D Disc Golf or Chef Matty D DG. I think at Chef Matty D DG. But anyway, give him a follow. And again, congrats, Matt. That is awesome. And yeah, you could only bring the grace for your round, but no, that wouldn't that wouldn't putt well. You need you need the chalice to putt with. Okay, tangent and shout out aside. Now we will go into the next lyric because right now our the guy in the song is physically hurt from this girl leaving him. And the last line for End of the Road by Boys Men is, Although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. So at this point, he's pleading and saying we're at the end of the road, but he can't let go. It's unnatural. For him, which I think speaks to how long they've been together, how long they've cultivated their relationship, and how much this hurts him. He's saying, you belong to me, I belong to you. And he's, like, acknowledging it, because he's saying, although we've come to the end of the road, but he's, like, denying it as well. Still, I can't let go. It's unnatural. You belong to me, I belong to you. So this guy is in a world of pain. I cannot feel that hurts. If, that's, if that actually happens to someone that really hurts, I'm sure it has. People hurt people all the time with love and romance, but... I'm sure it has, and that really hurts to hear about. But that was End of the Road by Boys Men, released in 1992, the last song before we go into the questions of the podcast, which we will go into right now. So the first question of the podcast, who and what 
What is your favorite song in the 1990s and who is your favorite band in the 1990s? I'm going to go with, I really like the capital Y and the band is Nirvana. So now everyone can go and try and figure out which song for Nirvana I'm going to play. It's kind of obvious. I think it's one of the, their biggest ones, but that, that would be my answer for that podcast question. And now for the second podcast question, I threw something up on my Instagram saying, hey, message me, ask me any questions about the podcast. And thank you, Tate Godwin, for the solo reply there. I appreciate it. It means a lot, fam. And Tate's been on the podcast twice now, so go check out those episodes. He had one about Carl Weezer with Kai. That was so fun. And I forget what our what our first one was, fam, but we did another one. They were both great, so go check those out. But Tate's question was, what's your favorite part of doing the podcast? And my favorite part of doing this is that I just learn a lot more about music. Like, I didn't know that Nirvana is, I'll spoil it, this is the capital I. I didn't know Nirvana smells like teen spirit was released in the 1990s, so that was interesting. And I just got to learn that whole backstory on that song. It's kind of wild. I'll go over it too, but that was interesting. So just, I like the the research aspect. I like it afterwards, like when I do it. It's like, oh, I have to research. But after that, it's like, wow, I learned a lot about this song. And then my, another part I like doing in the podcast is it's just, it's fun to talk. I, right now, I don't have a lot of any commentating gigs because it's the summer. So it's just, it's fun to keep the voice keep working my voice and talk for an hour or so once a week and calibrate my voice some so when I go back into announcing I'm ready to go and then my my the the third one I'll say about this I'm answering it three times because it's a great question is I love the guests having guests is awesome it's fun interviewing guests I've had a ton of guests from and they've all been awesome every single one of the guests have been great including yourself fam so if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me on Instagram at JD number four UNC. Let me know what you want to talk about, what your interest is in music, and when you want to come on. I will surely invite you on the podcast. So, yeah, at JD number four UNC, if you want to join the podcast, just DM me and let me know. But great question, fam. And I'll ask you to the viewers, what's your favorite part of this podcast? Let me know on Instagram at JD number four UNC. And then the last question, as always, is what's a good thing that happened to you this past week or this coming week? For me, this past week, I got to go to the beach with my family. It's really fun. Got to do a paddleboard. Those are hard. I didn't stand up because balance is not my thing, but I did it on, on my knees. Those are hard, but fun. Did some kayaking, played in the waves, did some boogie boarding, suntan, sunburned also. And it, it was a good time. It was a good time. Fun. Fun family trip. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, let me know what, what's something good that happened to you this past week or this coming week. Let me know Instagram at JD number four UNC. Our three questions are one, what's who's an artist and what's a song you like in the 1990s? Two, what's something you like about this podcast? And three, what's something that ha- good that happened to you this past week or this coming week? Let me know on Instagram at JD number four UNC. Send me a DM. I'll give you a great big shout out in the next episode. Before we go on to the capital Y, which is Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, I want to go over something that happened. As you all know, it happened in the sports world. As everyone on this podcast should know by now, if you've listened, you know I'm an avid disc golfer, and I really enjoy it. And the Disc Golf World Championships happened this past, I guess, a week ago? Two weeks ago? Kind of. Yeah, like the end of June, it happened, and it was like, the MPO, which is the mixed pro open, predominantly the men play in that category. And the FPO, which is a female pro open, and that's only for females. So that happened. They have, they both played worlds, and they play five rounds. And whoever's the best score at the end of five rounds is the world champion for disc golf. And it was crazy. Both FPO and MPO finishes were wild. The FPO, Paige Pierce is the best FPO player coming into this event arguably in the world she has five or six world titles and was going for another one and she was leading by one going to the final hole and so katrina allen is down by one going to the final hole Paige throws a great drive katrina allen also throws a great drive katrina is farther away from the basket so she has to throw first she has to go forward to put the pressure on Paige for Paige to get a par and still win and so katrina allen throws this high Anheuser shot 
and it goes in and it barely stays in bounds, like 20 feet away from the basket. I mean, it's a crazy shot, probably like 300 out. She just threw it around Amanda. It was insane. So then Paige goes to her upshot, which is like 150 to 200 feet. This is in her wheelhouse all day, and she just misses it. Flat out early released it out of bounds, and then she missed another putt. So Paige ends up double bogeying the hole, and then Katrina Allen can just go in for par. Or bogeying the hole or double bogeying, but Katrina Allen can lay up her putt and then tap it in for the world championship. So congratulations to Katrina Allen. That was awesome. A crazy finish, and it would have been the, the one everyone talked about except James Conrad, the James Conrad thing. So the last hole for the MPO, Paul Macbeth, five-time world champion, is up by a stroke. He throws a really good drive. All he needs to do is get par and probably win. James drives, goes, the hole is a wall of trees right near a lake. It goes, it hits a tree, it barely stays in the mound. And James has to get a birdie to put any pressure on Paul. So Paul just pitches up. James, or no, sorry, James throws a shot. And his, like, upshot, he had to do a standstill. It wasn't good. He's still, like, 250 out from the basket. And so Paul's like, okay, I got this. He lays up. And then James goes and throws it in from 250 feet for the birdie. It is crazy. I wish this wasn't an audio podcast I'd play. I'm still going to play the audio clip for you guys because it's, it's fun to hear the crowd go insane, lose their minds. But it's crazy. Some It went in, and then Paul made the part of force the playoff. Unbelievable. What did we just watch? Dude, that's the clutchest thing I've ever seen. I wish I was there. Next hole is an island hole. James parks the island. Paul rolls into the water. And there you go. James Conrad is your 2021 MPO world champion. So congratulations to him. Some people are calling that the best shot in sports. And I'm trying to think. My thing as a Tario fan, if you could rewrite sports... Marcus Page's double-clutch three-pointer before Chris Jenkins ruined every Tar Heel fan's life would have been the best shot in sports if that had won the game or pushed it to overtime and they win the game. That would have been talked about forever, but instead Chris Jenkins. That was a good shot. Everyone in the sports world is saying the Ray Allen three for the Heat to push a game seven. That was a great shot too, but the odds and the pressure within that moment for James Conrad to make it, it's ridiculous. I don't think you can... You can only compare it to a Grand Slam to win the World Series and bow in the ninth. This is what I'm thinking. It's just, it's so improbable, it's crazy. But I'll play the clip real quick. And yeah, that's my disc golf tangent. Had to talk about it. It was ridiculous. I would say, if not the best shot in sports I've seen, easily the second best shot. Just for degree of difficulty, amount of pressure, what it was for. It was for like $16,000, which in the disc golf world is a very high payout. Yeah, crazy shot. But disc golf aside, we will go into the last song for our 1990s trip. It is Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And before we get into it, Kurt Cobain says the entire song is made up of contradictory ideas. And one of one of the lines that kind of shows that is an albino and mosquito, my libido. So it's just random stuff that is kind of contradicting things. The first lyric we have for... Nirvana smells like teen spirit is load up on guns bring your friends it's fun to lose and to pretend she's overboard and self-assured oh no I know a dirty word
So it's kind of just a uh, reference allusion to drugs there. And then he's talking about she's overboard and self-assured. Oh, no, I know a dirty word. Oh, no, I know a dirty word is kind of like up for interpretation. Um, Me, I think it's just like he knows curse words. The line she's overboard and self-assured is referencing his girlfriend. His girlfriend at the time was Toby Vale. She was a drummer for the band Bikini Kill. Weird band name, but... She was a drummer for them, and that's who he's referencing there. Then it goes into the pre-chorus. Hello, 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 hello. And then you just get the giant guitars and everything coming in. And the whole hello, 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 the hello is just referencing Kurt's depression and struggle with that. And it goes in the chorus, starts out with the lights out. It's less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now. Entertain us. Uh, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. Yeah. So these lines, still referencing Kurt's depression, and he's kind of, the line, here we are now, entertain us, Kurt says he would go into parties and just scream that and break the ice, here we are now, entertain us, he's like, we're here at this party, entertain us, that's, that's, the, that's the goal, that's why we came here. And then he's, he's mentioning all these people don't fit in, and he himself is saying how he doesn't fit in, he's saying, I feel stupid and contagious, and he mentions a lot of people, he just mentions thing that, things that might not fit in, it's, it's pretty random. Next, it goes into verse two. I'm worse at what I do best, and for this gift, I feel blessed. Our little group has always been, and always will until the end. So basically, Kurt, we mentioned how he's depressed. He looks at the wrong side of the coin. He's saying he's worse at what he does best, basically saying, like, I do this thing best. I am great at this thing. But he's looking at all these other people who are up and coming or who can do the same thing, let's say it's drums, who can do the same thing as good as he can or better than he can. He's saying that's his best thing. Other people can do it better than he can. So he's in a bad headspace there. And it goes in the pre-chorus. Hello, 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 how low? Hello, 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 how low? And it repeats that. And Kurt Cobain finally says the reason for the song is he was just trying to write the ultimate pop song. And that was the reason for it. But honestly, there's, there's a deeper, darker meaning within the song because he's really, really depressed and what that goes on to cause. Then verse three, and I forget why I taste. Oh yeah, I guess it makes me smile. I found it hard. It's hard to find. Oh well, whatever, never mind. So why I taste reference to drugs. He says it makes him smile. Again, what lyric is a podcast? We do not condone drugs. Drugs are bad for you. Do not do drugs. And then it goes on to, I found it hard. It's hard to find. Oh, well, whatever. Never mind. So the never mind is a reference to the album. And then I found it hard hard to find. It's like his lyrics are hard to understand. There's not really. People are saying, oh, it's just gibberish, meaningless stuff. And he's saying, oh, well, I guess they're right. It's hard to find the goodness in the lyrics. Cause he's so 
He's so depressed and not, not, not in his own corner. And the song ends with the chorus with the lights out. It's less dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now. Entertain us. Uh, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. And then it goes in the outro. A denial, a denial, a denial, a denial, a denial. So I guess he's denying the greatness of the song. He's denying just himself and all this. He's kind of, he's too upset right now, too depressed. And yeah, so that was Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. That was released in 1991. It really rocketed Nirvana up to the top of the music world. It was a great, catchy song everyone listens to. And make sure you listen to the whole song for this one. I know I play a lot of songs in between, and so like, Gonna be a long episode because I added the James Conrad disc golf thing and the Matt shout out and all that. And that's okay. It's a podcast. It's supposed to be long. But make sure you listen to the whole Smells Like Teen Spirit song because the guitar solo is ridiculous. It's so good. I cannot overstate how good it is. It is insanely good. Last thing for Smells Like Teen Spirit is how did the name come about? How did the name come about for the song? Smells like Teen Spirit. So it was basically Kurt and a friend were going out partying hard and his friend got really drunk and she ended up writing on his wall, Kurt Cobain smells like Teen Spirit. And she woke up the next day and just didn't remember anything, all that. But then he called her and was like, hey, can I use this line? She was like, sure, I still want to remember that day and talk about it. So he did. And the, the thing is there is that his girlfriend who we talked about before she wore teen spirit because teen spirit was like a woman's deodorant back then. And apparently Kurt Cobain had no idea that teen spirit was a deodorant. I kind of find that hard, but I don't at the same time. Like if you're doing this in a stable, sober sense, when you're writing, you're like, huh, maybe I should figure out what this is before I make it a song title. But my guess is he wasn't. And he was like, teen spirit. Cool. And it worked though. Smells like teen spirit is a great, great song has a little bit of a weird album cover, but a great song, and it blew up, so, like, why not? It worked. But that was the the story behind the, the name of this song. And, yeah, that'll do it. That was our Capital Y of the podcast for Season 7, Episode 2. We ended our 1990s trip in 1991 with Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Big thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. If you got this far, it really means a lot to me. I can only on my analytics tell that someone clicked on it and listened. And that's cool. I love all my listeners. If you listen to 10 minutes of it, cool. It means a lot too. But for those who really go through all the episodes and listen to me talk about music, it means a lot. That's why I keep doing it. And yeah, I do it for the fans. There's no there's no monetization in this podcast whatsoever. But our 1990s trip, we started with No Scrubs by TLC, released in 1999. Then we went into... How Do I Live by Leanne Rhymes, released in 1997. Third was Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio, released in 1995. Then End of the Road by Boys Men, Boys of the Z, released in 1992. And we finished it out with The Capital Y, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, released in 1991. And we had podcast questions in between there as well. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. And DM me at JD number four UNC. Let me know your answers to the podcast questions. I'll give you a great big shout out in the next episode. If you want to, just give me feedback. Any feedback at this point on the podcast would be great. I'd appreciate it. I'm looking for feedback, ways to improve the podcast, and I'd appreciate it. So reach out at JD number four UNC. That'll do it for season seven, episode two of What Lyric with the Capital Y. It's in the books. Our 1990s trip is wrapped up. From the Raleigh and Syria, I'm John Hudson saying, see you next week!